<laughs> Welcome to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. As usual, this is one of my favorite uh, uh, spots that I love about the podcast right here because I get a chance to do something that I love to do, and that is to welcome our guests because I know that they're coming with a couple of things that I personally deem very, very expensive. Time. One of the most precious commodity given to the soul that lives here as an individual. Every one of us have 24 hours. What we do with that 24 hours determine the life that we live. The other is the journey. The journey housed who they were and made them who they are today. So we are honored that Tracy is here to share of her journey because it was the powerful force that created this powerful, empathetic, beautiful spirit that is before us today. Tracy, thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. Thank you so much for having me. I could listen to you all day, every day. You have <laughs> such peaceful way about you and it's just such a great way to start my day so thank you for having me you are so welcome honor us with uh the information by which you serve mankind because i tell people that our journey is designed to make us servants so how do you serve those that are around you yeah i serve people with a very open willingness to listen first and foremost, to have empathy and compassion for people's stories, and then to help them recognize that they often are reacting to primitive brain thoughts that they mistakenly think that they are. And I teach them how to think in a way that is more responsive, that has them tapping into empathy and discovery and innovation so that they make the very next step with intention and in return feeling a way that they want to feel, a way that will actually propel them towards what it is that they want most. So that's a very poetic way of saying I help people achieve their goals. I help people overcome their problems via thinking differently. They have been taught what to think. I think most people have had a formal education that has taught them what to think, but they haven't been taught how to think. And so my emphasis, my way of serving is focused very deliberately on that piece, teaching people how to think so that they create their deepest desires. And for some people, those are very big, audacious goals. And for others, it's overcoming obstacles that they've carried with them for a very long time. So um both can be achieved through thinking different and it all starts with helping people understand that they've been exposed to messaging that they've been indoctrinated into cultures um that they have you know just 
unintentionally chosen to believe certain narratives that have ultimately been sabotaging them. And that's all that ha has gone wrong. It's not that they're a broken person or that they're incapable of overcoming certain challenges. It's truly that they haven't been taught how to think to actually get what it is that they want most from their life. So we teach a very simple four-step system that has you tapping into inherent strengths and characteristics. So there really isn't anything outside of you that you have to go and get or that you have to learn. You actually have to go inward with these four steps. And we teach that to anybody who's willing to listen. <laughs> so I am on a lot of podcasts every single week, just helping people understand themselves. And my acronym to teaching this four-step system, four-step system is S-E-L-F. And so we spend the bulk of our time coaching people and refining that practice of understanding themselves. And um, so we teach it for free and then we offer support to those who want to practice and refine and practice and refine and apply it to unlimited subjects. Um, so I would love to explain to your audience the four-step system and to really help them understand themselves and understand that it can be applied to anything, whether it is a obstacle in their life, like overeating or over drinking or under earning, or if it's a goal that they have, like a certain role or a professional status or leading a team or being more productive, whatever it is, you can apply yourself to that. And so um, that's what I think I was called to do. And it's very rewarding. Um, I'm always amazed at how tired I am every single day because <laughs> I work with so many people and I feel so privileged to be um, taken on their journey yeah. and to help them see through a different perspective. Um, it truly is I, so, unlike anything that I've ever been called to do. And um, I am very grateful for the opportunity. Well, we'll, we'll that is a, the hallmark, as you discussed, that is a hallmark of a servant, the heart of a servant. Uh, we will get into your four steps, trust me, don't worry about it. Um, uh, one of our customs is to go back into the first space by which you and I reside once we enter this planet, this beautiful space that we call Earth, is our family. Now, in that location, we have all types of energies that are hanging out there, that those energies reside within mom and dad, grandmothers, brothers and sisters, and all of that stuff. And then we have whatever trauma they were um, uh, given in their life. Now they're going to um, deposit things into you and I. Invite us to your family as to how was that and uh, what did it look like? Yeah, so my young life, um, I had exposure to my grandparents. And uh, just recently, I just turned 51. And for my birthday, I took a course 
Thank you. I took a course in finding your life's purpose. And it was through a podcast that I met this gentleman from Ireland who had created this course. And I found it to be so interesting that I was clearly um, impacted by my grandmother and grandfather's presence. And I had never, ever thought about that until I became 51 years old right. and really seen the significance of you know, their presence in my life. And so at a very young age, like under the age of three, I was exposed to a lot of their values. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. And um, after, the, after the age of five, I moved away from them. And I lived just with my mom and dad who eventually divorced. And so I came from a broken family that I carried a lot of baggage for a lot of years because of that. I thought that I was the common denominator. I thought I was the cause. Um, and I've gone on to learn that a lot of children come to that conclusion mistakenly because they don't want to think of their parents, their authority, their security as broken. It's much easier for them to believe that they're broken yeah. and it feels much safer to believe that you're broken and not the people that are meant to be keeping you safe. So it makes a lot of sense to me that I came to that conclusion, but sadly I carried that with me for a lot of years into yeah. my early adulthood and it had pretty profound effects. Um, I found myself using food and alcohol to numb a lot of unwanted feelings. I was listening to all of these saboteur narratives. And not only was I listening to those narratives and, and self-sabotaging, that wasn't the worst of it. I would then look at the results that I was creating in my life, like being overweight. And then I would just go to town beating myself up for being in that place. And so it was like this double whammy, this, you know, one, two punch. I was felt like I was constantly kicking myself when I was down. Yeah. It was, there was no trying to help somebody because they were worthy. I felt so unworthy that I didn't even seek help. And so um, there was this very perpetual cycle going on. And I felt it on the inside. It wasn't, I don't think, as visible on the outside because I also was kind of on this path of overachieving. I was trying to overdo things to try to get kind of outside affirmations. So, you know, in my professional life, I would reach really high levels and I would sacrifice absolutely everything. I would sacrifice my own well-being. I would sacrifice my own time. I would sacrifice time with my family to achieve these higher levels because I wanted that affirmation. I wanted that recognition so badly. And it wasn't until my kids were entering into high school that I realized I only had a short amount of time left with them at home, that they would soon be going off to college. 
And there is one thing that I knew for sure about myself, and that is I do not handle regret well. <laughs> it would be another feeling that I would not believe I could, you know, process yeah. and that I would absolutely turn to some sort of outside substance to numb. And that terrified me. And so I decided to kind of circumvent that. And I left a six-figure executive career to come home and spend time with them while they were in high school and before they left for college. And little did I know that that decision would go on to have profound effects on me because I was able to come home, get quiet, start serving other people in a way that helped me understand myself better. Mm. And so today, here I sit at 51 years old, continuing to learn more and more and more about myself. But I really do think of myself as a servant, first and foremost. And it is through all of those obstacles all of the contrast that I've been through, the divorce and the over drinking and the overeating and being overweight and really struggling with, you know, alcohol addiction and, you know, and having relationship issues as a result of that, mm -hmm. that I now know that all of those things were meant to have happened so that I could better understand myself and bring forward a message of how that transpired and how I grew from that and how I was never broken, that those were the things that created desire within me that has resulted in things like self-made you that has gone on to impact hundreds and hundreds of people. And so I am grateful for all of those experiences. I now see you know, all of the quote unquote negative or unwanted feelings as a gift, as an opportunity. And so having that perspective has completely changed my life. Um, and that's what I teach. Um, and so when you look at kind of what it is that we offer, every one of the programs that we offer is something that I have had personal experiences with. And I've been able to adopt my practices and apply them to those very particular circumstances like you know my financial life or my the relationships in my life to really get what it is that i want most from it you have laid out a um a beautiful picture as to uh, one's journey walking through and overcoming uh, one of the things that we like to do here as well is to dig a little deeper as to some of those things, because I know being on that Ferris wheel, if you will, uh, the Ferris mm -hmm. wheel of programming, because I tell people that we are programming ourselves as well every day. Uh, the difference when one is awakened or begins their journey is that they then implement purposeful meditation. And I'll explain because... You may get up when you're going to work and you're still plugged into the system or to the matrix, as they say, and you're being an obedient individual to the programming of mom and dad, grandmother, and all of those things going to nine to five and uh, as they are instructed us or have instructed us to behave. 
But as you're working, even driving to work, you're meditating, you're thinking of something. You might be listening to music, but you are playing something within your subconscious mind. And whatever is playing there is that you are programming yourself and you're not even aware of it. You may be thinking mm -hmm. of, like you said, some of the things that could be because of your weight, because of your eating habits, and you may pick one of those things. And we began to program and we stay on this wheel um, all the time. And by the time we become, I, as I said earlier, that day of visitation arrives when we get that tap on our shoulder and says, I want to have a conversation with you. Those things are so big that, that those are our truth that we have to now overcome. And so we want to know, as you were talking about overeating and so forth, and the um, criticalness of yourself as you were doing that and and um, uh, what was happening to this woman that was such a, a go-getter pushing through you're trying to get the outward accolades which you are getting from others but what was happening tracy as you were yeah. getting all of this stuff and uh, what were you doing the inside, the Tracy inside there, what was she doing? What was happening to her amongst all of this that was going on? Yeah, I think that there was an extreme amount of fear. I was chasing, you know, some outwardly, you know, level of perfection that we all know intellectually is really unavailable to any of us yeah. and but i was constantly trying to measure up to kind of our societal our cultural you know um, levels of what it means to be a wife what it means to be a mom what it means to be a success in the corporate world and so i would look at those measurements and then i would chase those which was absolutely mentally and emotionally exhausting yeah. and day in and day out i would come home and i would be terrified of this mental and emotional exhaustion and completely spent like feeling like i had nothing more to give mm -hmm. and that's when i would turn to alcohol i couldn't handle that feeling of exhaustion to be quite honest ken i don't think i could handle any feeling yeah. like because <laughs> yeah. when i think back on it there were times where it was it was just boredom yeah. that i would be opening up a bottle of wine you know to solve that feeling and sometimes we would be invited to an event and i would be nervous or i would um be I don't know, like, you know, all of the feelings overwhelmed yeah. and I couldn't handle those feelings either. And I always knew that I had kind of my friend that would take away all of those unwanted feelings. I never had the insight to actually look at what was causing those feelings and learning enough about myself to recognize that I was capable of handling those feelings without any sort of outside substance. I technically was just buffering it, yeah. you know, and, and 
and I was getting a lot of net negative consequences, um, I would wake up every morning, A, not remembering the night before, um, panicking over what I might have said, um, because of course I was always so worried about my outward appearance. Um, I'm a very, you know, kind of even keeled person. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not a very angry person. I, the way I would kind of, um, present after drinking alcohol was just kind of either funny or just quiet. And yeah. so thankfully, <laughs> um, I didn't have a lot to worry about, but nonetheless, I did worry about that. And more, more so the, the regret and the shame came yeah. from not being able to even remember the night before. And, um, that just kept happening, you know, because then I would carry, I would kind of layer on this guilt and this shame mm -hmm. that I didn't know how to handle. And that would just lead to the next evening's, yeah. you know, session. And so, um, I actually was able to lose the weight and stop using food as a buffer, uh, first in my life. And so I started to look at some of those principles. Was it after, I, let me ask you a question here. Was it after you had left, uh, you had vacated, uh, the corporate world that you began to, uh, manage the weight or was it before? It was after I left. Um, I had, I had struggled with my weight pretty much my entire life. Mm -hmm. So yo-yo dieting yeah. <laughs> was something I was very familiar with. Um, every sort of diet trend out there, I was familiar yeah. with it. And um, so it wasn't until I really started to learn more about myself that I found the key mm -hmm. to unlocking all of the solutions that I needed to find. So I really did. I, I've always thought of myself as somebody who is pretty compartmentalized in her thinking, mm -hmm. um, which works for me and it can work against me. And, um, I would say in this case, you know, I had so many things going on in my life. I was a mom and I was a wife and I was a corporate executive and a volunteer and, you know, all the things that it was hard to stay compartmentalized with my thinking because all of those things were kind of coming at me at the same time. And so it wasn't really until I left the demands of the corporate world, came home and was really more able. I was in an environment that was quieter, mm -hmm. um, that I could actually control that I kind of dug in and learned more about myself. And, that's where it started. I mean, that's where it was ignited and so much has happened since then. But I, I will say that some of the personal obstacles, personal challenges that I have overcome didn't happen until I was able to really focus more on myself and less on the things outside of me. Was the nexus to that, all of that, was the nexus the, the revelation or the awakening of the children? Um, wait a minute, the kids are gonna be away. Um, I need to do that. Uh, that nexus there, was that the uh, motivation, if you will, that says to me, I need to figure out what's going on with me. And then was that, um, 
as you began to dig deep and you began to notice these things? Uh, what tools it's did really, you bring in? Yeah. So I would say it was, it, I always say, you know, it was a God thing. It was the <laughs> universe because yes, I would say that it was my children getting older mm -hmm. that helped me make that decision to leave corporate. I didn't know that that would lead to a better understanding of myself. Yeah. I thought I was solving one problem. Yeah. Um, I had no idea that that was the genesis for mm -hmm. solving a lot of my personal angst. Yeah. So I wish I could say I had, you know, the, um, the insight or the foresight to be able to see that I didn't. <laughs> It was good fortune yeah. that kind of the, the alignment of all of that, um, the stars aligned for me, for sure. I, I think and you so, had a part of it, uh, Tracy. I, I honestly believe that we have a part even in that aspect because it is designed, you know exactly what it would take to cause you to ask that question. Any other thing outside of the children because of your love and uh, for your children would not have done it. You probably wouldn't have, uh, it, you know, you'd still right. be hooked in, but because of how important that was, I believe you're in your quiet meditation while you were heading into corporate world. I'm sure you were whispering, I wish I could stay home with the kids and stuff like that. And those okay. thoughts were planted and they created the situation that will cause you to say, yeah, because I believe outside of us, um, we are the designers. I really do believe we are the designers. Everything that we do in life, everything, the trauma, everything that happens to us was created for us to create us. I don't know what else, mm -hmm. to, how, how else to say. It was created for us to we it it, uh, it is used by us why because i knew that the designers see the need saw the need that was ahead of you that someone needed to go through that type and specific journey in order to come out to be a servant because of the need and so you were picked mm -hmm. tracy and so when you, uh, because you're picked and i tell people because you're picked one is special you're it's an honored place to be and so here you are you are home now you got a chance to be with the kids and you everything is quiet the corporate noise is away and you have extra time what were those questions that you started to say to yourself and ask yourself and and what steps did you take now because there's a woman with children that is traumatized alcohol, food, all of it. She's traumatized now. How do you begin yeah. to heal her, Tracy? Yeah, so I looked for outside support. I recognized that this was bigger than something that I could probably overcome by myself. So I um, found a life coach that really helped me understand my thinking and um, gave me some tools to better understand myself. Yeah. And um, it became so clear to me that that was the foundation 
of everything. And that I never saw that, that I always thought that the solution was, you know, there was always a silver bullet that existed outside of me that I hadn't yet found. That was the narrative that I lived by. And I was on such a pursuit to find it that when I recognized and understood and learned that, you know, it's always been within me that I just needed to learn how to tap into it. It was this huge awakening. And at the exact same time that I'm learning about myself, I'm also trying to make decisions about, you know, how am I going to continue down my career path? How am I going to generate an income? Um, What is it that I want to do? And looking back and having just a glimmer of insight into what it is that I do best and what is what fuels me, it was clear that I was meant to be a mentor, to be a leader in some capacity. And I've always looked at, okay, where are the gaps? You know, what is it that I can bring forward? What is it that I can contribute? that doesn't yet exist. And often you can look at your own experience to find the answer of that. And so when I wanted to transition out of corporate and work from home and start something from home, there was no roadmap for that. There was there was nobody out there doing it in a you know very um, clear way, in a transparent way. And so I thought, you know, there's probably a lot of women who would love to transition out of the corporate world and come home and start some purpose-driven business. And they're probably you know, full of value, but they don't know how to make that transition. Yeah. And so that's where I started. I, I kind of declared myself because I had the credentials of business. I had the credentials, um, of business operation, business strategy. And so I declared myself a consultant at the time, somebody who could mentor other women, how to transition out of the nine to five and create a purpose driven business. And so they were, and I, I was very, um, transparent in my offer. I just basically said, come do it alongside of me. This is what I'm doing. And if you would like to come along for the ride, I'd love to have you. So that's where it all started. And what interestingly enough happened was that most of the obstacles that the women presented were very similar similar to the personal obstacles I was experiencing. So struggled with their relationships. They struggled with overeating. They struggled with over drinking. And so what I found is even though these women were raising their hands saying, yes, I want to transition out of the corporate grind and I want to start my own purpose driven businesses. It was, but first I want to solve these problems, these life problems. And I would, I, so then I found myself again going, Hmm, (laughs) okay, well, I have the credentials to help them with a business, but they have these life challenges that they really want to solve. And so I started to apply the concepts that my life coach was teaching me 
And I realized quite quickly that, you know, there was a void there. I wasn't fully equipped to fully help these women. So from there, I pursued a certification in life coaching. It was a year long certification with a practicum attached to it. And since that time, that was back in 2018. And since that time, I have been very choosy about the different learnings, the different practices that I adopt into my practice today. Um, and I am willing to, I am a lifelong learner. And so I consistently am in search of new tools that I can you know, layer into the different offerings that we have. And so it was a really interesting road. I look back on the journey from like 2019 to today, and it's been very fast paced. Yeah. Um, it's been full of learning different concepts and applications, and it's culminated into what we now offer at Self Made You. And I've been able to create, you know, I've been able to take concepts from people that I very much admire that taught me in a way that was very meaningful. And I've been able to combine it with other concepts and create what I now teach. And it is the way to create a sense of self-control because that's what I was always missing. Yeah. I did not feel like I had any self-control. And so... I go out and speak to primarily women, but I have a lot of men clients as well, but primarily women who are really feeling like they have no control. And so I created this four-step system with the acronym of SELF to really help make that learning process a lot easier because all they have to understand is themselves. And that's what I've dedicated my life to teaching yeah. now. And so that's the way it unfolded. Um, I can't even tell you how much I appreciate you asking that question, Ken, because as I'm speaking it out loud, I'm like, wow, it's so interesting how that all came to be, you know, and yeah. I'm very proud of it. Um, it's a creation outside of my children and my marriage mm -hmm. that I'm, I, I get choked up. I'm so proud of it. It's you. Um, and it, it has impacted a lot of lives. Yeah, yeah. it's you. It, it came from you. You, uh, um, I tell people uh, that we're all pregnant, uh, and try mm -hmm. not to abort your 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 pregnancy because uh, there are other people that need to experience your child, um, to have joy with your child. And so, um, what were some of those uh, tools, Tracy, that you brought in? as your mentor, your, your teacher, your, your coach was uh, guiding you through. I, I tell people to yeah. find those coaches that have been through some stuff. I have to keep mm -hmm. it clean. So I got, I say stuff, but you know, uh, that's, that's been damaged. Yeah, yeah. That's been hurt and been through yeah. the, the, the road and, and know the terrain. Why? Because they're familiar with that terrain because when they, talk to you, they will locate you from listening and they will know exactly where you're at, but they have something that you don't know because they learned it as they were coming through their journey. They have the right question to ask you so that you can yeah. uncover you. 
And so right. they know the question. And based on that question, they're going to ask you that question that you didn't even know you had the answer within you. And as they uh, provided that question with you, you'll see the lights goes on and they began to, mm -hmm. that eyes began to lit up because they're beginning to see that it is in me. I had this, um, this thing I would tell people, the answer is in you. Sit down, uh -huh. meditate, close your eyes, breathe, pick yeah. one, and it <laughs> pick the answer. So what were the tools that you yeah. brought into your life? Yes. Well, so interestingly enough, uh, the biggest tool uh, that is literally the foundation of everything that we teach is self-coaching. And all that really means is, you know, learning how to ask yourself the right questions that will reveal how it is that you're feeling and why and how those feelings are responsible for the behaviors or the actions or the inactions that you are taking and therefore creating all of your experiences, all of your results, moment by moment by moment. And so what I learned from my coach was how to ask myself the right kind of questions. And, you know, it was over the course of, you know, listening and watching, it is an art. Um, there, you know, it's, it's just like prompting. It's how do you prompt yourself to draw out very insightful answers. Um, how do you learn how to listen to yourself? So it's been interesting as I've gone on to teach people how to self-coach, it's been really interesting how many people are very good. They've become very proficient at asking themselves the right question. And what I've learned is that they don't take the time to answer. So <laughs> they'll ask the question they don't actually answer it and so yeah. as a coach i'm listening for their answer and helping them find meaningful answers yeah. that you know they can really kind of sink their teeth into and better understand themselves through so self-coaching is um i would say it's a skill and it's an art you know it it does require practice but it can start off very simply by just asking yourself, how am I feeling right now? I like to, you know, tell somebody who's very new at that to just Google a feelings wheel so that they can have a whole list of feelings staring them back and they can, you know, look at that list and pick different expressions of emotions. Um, that really resonate with them. I think that's just an exercise a lot of people have never done. They don't yeah. even realize the multitude of emotions that are out there that are meant to be felt. Um, but that can be a really scary thing. So how are you feeling is the first question, really naming it as accurately as you can, and then answering the question, why are you feeling that way? And the answer to that question usually reveals the at least first layer of thinking that you are either unintentionally or intentionally believing. And so we make some really big leaps in the right direction when we start with those two questions. And as you can see, 
that's something that you can learn to do for yourself every single day. And so self-coaching is the primary skill that we teach at Self Made You because it really lends itself to a better understanding of yourself. That is awesome. Introduce them to your process. I know that is the beginning of your process, and I told you we would get back to this. So, um, yeah, uh, that is the beginning. So, take us through the E, the L, and the M aspect of the process that you, as you were uh, developing and seeing it in your life, and started to adapt and practice it, and it became. Uh, your baby as you gave birth and 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 now people are able to experience uh, the process as well as the yeah. experience and the freedom as a result of their practicing the steps yeah so the process is s-e-l-f and it doesn't have to take a long time i would say within each of those steps there are different techniques that work for different people. Um, and so we do teach a lot of techniques because we want it to resonate with you. We want it to feel comfortable to you. And I also recognize that really starting to understand yourself can be a very scary thing. And so I try to make it as comfortable as possible. So the S is the self-coaching. It's asking yourself, how am I feeling and why? So it's really revealing the like genesis of why you're getting the results that you're getting in your life, because whatever you're believing is creating an emotion, a vibration that's running through your body that has you behaving in such a way that creates your moment by moment experience. And so self-coaching starts to reveal what it is that you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. Because if we recognize that all of our results, all of our experiences are ignited by the thinking that we are unintentionally or intentionally having, now we know the root cause. So if there's something that we want to change, we know where to go to change it. And it's not the actions like a lot of other programs would want you to believe. It's not the actions. The actions actually happen organically. We don't have to white knuckle and force new actions, new behaviors. If we go to the root cause of the thinking, now it feels so much more organic, so much more natural when we actually get to the actions. So I teach people how to self-coach. Then the E is eliminating the self-sabotage. We all have been exposed to messaging. The thoughts that we reveal through our self-coaching session will often be saboteur type thoughts. They're coming from what I like to call your primitive brain. If you think about the organ that resides in between your ears, it's approximately three pounds. If you were to cut it in half, half of it is responsible for keeping you alive. It's focused on survival. It's by design, it's meant to keep you alive. And it does that in a few different ways. It seeks pleasure, it avoids pain, and it is very efficient. It 
expends as little energy as possible. So it's the part of your brain that keeps you breathing without having to think about breathing. So it's very purposeful. It's also the part of your brain that's responsible for a lot of the dramatic thoughts. They're often very fear-based thoughts. So when you walk through the kitchen and you see a plate of cookies sitting on the counter, you have this primitive brain thought that you better eat them before they're not there anymore or before somebody else eats them, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very primitive brain dramatic thought because in reality, we have access to cookies all the time. You know, it's not hard to come across cookies, but our primitive brain split second thought is I better eat one. And before you know it, that cookie is in your mouth and you've swallowed it. And then you're questioning, oh my gosh, why did I eat that? I'm supposed to be on a diet today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> so that's a, an example of self-sabotage, yeah. right? It's unintentional, but nevertheless, it, it ends in sabotage because it's actually going against what it is that you want most. Yeah. So you might want to be on a diet and you yet find yourself overeating or you might want to stop drinking or drink more moderately and you find yourself over drinking. It is because of these fear-based thoughts that I have to have that right now, which creates the urge, which then you react to. All of that is coming from your primitive brain that thinks it's keeping you alive. But the funny thing is, is that we're actually not in any danger. And so if we react to those thoughts that are meant to keep us alive, we sabotage ourselves. Yeah. So that piece of awareness, that level of learning, just that little understanding of the neuroscience sometimes is enough to relieve people of so much baggage yeah. and shame because they've always believed that they're broken. And really it's a function of their primitive brain and they haven't been taught how to use the other part of their brain. I call that part of the brain your prodigy brain because it's the more extraordinary part of your brain. It has the ability to be intentional. It has the ability to see the saboteur narratives and to question them. Yeah. And so my job as the coach is to help people strengthen the other part of their brain. Because to be honest, the primitive brain is so well used. It is the strongest part. Everything is downregulated to that part of your brain because you've been using it without even knowing it your entire life. And so I want to introduce people to this other part of your brain. It's technically your prefrontal cortex, but how to strengthen that so that you can leverage the powers or the strengths that are only available to you when you're using that part of your brain. So the L is leveraging your strengths, but these are the strengths that are available to you through your prodigy brain. So it's like empathy having empathy for yourself, having empathy for others, having empathy for circumstances, discovery, really exploring all the factors that are involved with certain circumstances so that when you find yourself very narrowly focused and very in like a 
black and white thinking pattern, you take off those blinders and you see all the factors that are involved. Just think about that. That's unavailable to you when you're operating from fear-based thoughts. You never would come to the conclusion that there might be other factors involved when you're reacting from your primitive brain. So we teach how to tap into those strengths that are only available to you through your prodigy brain. We teach you how to leverage those to get what it is that you most desire. And then finally, the F is forging intentional results. So learning how to be intentional, deciding every single day, every day with intention, what is it that you want from this day? That's something that I never practiced. I woke up and I embraced spontaneity (laughs) and you know, that didn't end real well for me. (laughs) Now I'm very intentional about my days. Um, I make a decision every single day and it starts with the decision to self-coach, to ask myself and learn more about myself. You know, that if you make one decision every single morning when your eyes pop open, it is to understand yourself. And you can do that by implementing the SELF system Um, operating from your prodigy brain versus just operating on default from your primitive brain. Um, There are, of course, best practices involved with anything that anybody wants from their life, whether it's to heal a relationship or it's to make a certain amount of money. We all know that there's best practices and most of us could Google those best practices. So yes, we bring to the table best practices Um, but if you notice that's the fourth and final step, we don't start there. So in our self-made mind and body program that a lot of people take to lose weight, the best practices are, um, eliminating sugar and flour or eliminating refined carbohydrates and extending the time in between your meals so that your insulin has a chance to level out. Those are best practices of losing weight and living a longer life, to be quite honest. But we do teach best practices, but we don't start there. We don't give you a sheet and say, here's the things that you should eat and the things you shouldn't eat. And now go on your way and just check those boxes. That would be similar to a lot of other weight loss programs. We make sure that you understand yourself, that you're operating from your prodigy brain, that you are being fueled from emotions like curiosity or like excitement versus being fueled, taking those actions from a place of desperation. You will get two totally different outcomes, two totally different results if you were to take the same actions being driven by different feelings. And so We teach you, we go to the root cause of that, and we teach you how to think so that you are creating feelings that drive actions that create sustainable results. So we eliminate all of that yo-yo dieting or that back and forth of, you know, getting what you want, but only temporarily. We teach you about yourself so that you create sustainable, long lasting results. And it's not complicated. It's just simply that most people have never been taught this method. I always say people tell people that don't let your desperation make you desperate. 
So um, where it causes you to uh, step out of, as you said, uh, your training. And uh, when you step out, when you let your desperation make you desperate, you're in a uh, fear-based thinking uh, mode, and there's nothing there but uh, disaster, as they say. So here you are. You got up. You're wonderful. You came up with your your four stages, as they say. And then corporate America is called Corporate America Train. We like to have our acronyms and our steps going forward because we got this is how we laid out when we get before our audience and our team and began to lay it out. So here you are. You've got everything together. And now you are going to, you've already seen clients and stuff like that. And your first client is yourself. It works. You know it works because you're watching the results that it did for you. And so you are going to step out and um, take this beyond you. So talk to me right there because here you are. You're going to now put it up there for everyone to get to. <laughs> and you're going to start bringing in the, the people coming in your space. You were telling me earlier that you find yourself getting tired from all the clients. <laughs> so here you are. You put it out there, and um, now it is complete. Walk us through one of those um, honored, if you will, moments when that mm-hmm. individual comes. And you have taken mm. them through this four steps. And as you're walking them, each one, that deeper revelation of self begins to happen to them. And you're, you're in such a holy space to want, wit, witness it. And uh, as it grows and grows in that, um, uh, the truth, the Bible says, the truth will set you free. And they're seeing the truth of themselves. Invite us to one of those yeah. and, uh, yeah. explore, you know. So in 2020, I had kind of an insurgence of, of clientele because due to the pandemic, yeah. a lot of people found themselves at home and a lot of people found themselves with time on their hands. Um, and they really kind of came to this place where maybe it's time that I can actually work on myself a little bit. And the uh, offer that seemed to be the most popular was our self-made mind and body program and people wanted to lose weight. So I had an insurgence of clients at that time. And it was, it was so interesting to me because the clients were being, you know, indoctrinated into this new way of thinking and they were so excuse the pun, but they were so hungry for this, you know, this understanding of themselves and and a new way of losing weight. I I look at it as becoming metabolically fit and weight loss becomes a byproduct of that. But so I I do teach a lot of science. I teach the neuroscience and I I teach metabolic science. Um, What ended up happening was people took this new way of thinking and started applying it to the relationships in their life. So a lot of these moms who were coming to me to lose weight started to recognize, wow, now that I'm thinking differently and I better understand myself, I'm seeing results in the relationships that I have with my children. I'm seeing 
results with the relationship I have with my boss or my, my place of work. And then they wanted to formally apply this practice to different goals, mm -hmm. to different challenges. So it again, organically started to present itself and here's the crazy part. So here we are in 2023 and most, I would say 90% of the people who came through the door pre pandemic, yeah. they're still with us. Wow. They're still with us today. And they are the ones who have become so proficient at applying these steps and have gotten so many mind blowing results that are so meaningful to them that every day I go to, I lay my head on the pillow and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to come alongside of them. But, and for, and I feel so privileged yeah. that they are willing to share their experiences with me that they now have wanted to either indirectly or directly teach these concepts. So they typically most often start with their own children mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh, I'm teaching my <laughs> child how to use themselves yeah. as the solution to whatever problem, or they'll take it to work and they've, they've taught their employees. But what became clear to me is what would it look like to teach people how to teach this process in a more formal sort of way. And I started to think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're yeah, familiar, familiar with Maslow's that. hierarchy of needs. I'm from corporate so, America, you know, man. We, we got yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's really a motivational hierarchy. Yeah. So it's how motivated are you once you you meet your basic needs, now you can kind of move up into those like, physiological needs. So you meet your safety needs, you meet your physiological needs, then you start to meet like the needs, the psychological needs, like the needs of belonging yeah. and recognition. And as you move up that hierarchy and you start meeting all of these needs, that very, very tippy top that most of us are in pursuit of is the self-actualization. Mm -hmm. like fulfilling your purpose. And what became so clear to me at the beginning of this year was when people were like, I want to learn how to teach this in a formal sort of way, because I want to impact other people's lives. I looked at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and I was like, okay, well, we have an offer that meets the basic needs of safety and security. Cause we teach people how to um, create the financial desires that they have and the relationship desires. And we have the health and wellness program and we have a leadership program and we have a productivity program. So as you look at that hierarchy of needs, we check every single box yeah. until you get up to the self-actualization and you teach people how to impact other people's lives. And so it became clear to me I need to develop a program that teaches people how to teach this. Yeah. And so we launched self-made you coach program that takes a lot of my students that have been with me for two to three years 
and they go through formal training to become a coach to teach other people how to really heal the relationship with themselves so that they get what it is that they want from their life. And so that's new in 2023. And it really came to me one evening as I was really looking at, you know, have we done everything we can? And the answer was no. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait a minute. We can teach people how to impact other people's lives. And my definition of being self-made is not an ego-driven definition. It's a purpose-driven yeah. definition. And it really includes teaching people how to impact other people's lives. And so it was the missing piece for me. Yeah. I taught people how to take responsibility for their results, but I also wanted to lead them to then go on and teach that in an indirect or a direct way. And I kept saying it, but I didn't really offer the formal steps for it. And so in 2023, that's what we launched. And that's what we're in the middle of right now is creating more coaches. Congratulations. That is, uh, as I said in the beginning, uh, the purpose of this whole thing is so that you can have disciples. Disciples change the world, members don't. So there you go. Yeah. You're creating disciples. All of you guys that have been listening to this conversation, this has been a really good one. I love uh, Tracy's way of explaining things and um, how you can see that she is a true teacher and one that understands the processes of how to present the meal, if you will. And so I just want to thank her for coming and spending the precious time, as I said earlier, and her precious magical journey that she allowed us into so that we can see who she is. All of you guys that are listening, I want you to get into her space. I'm going to provide the links and everything for those uh, to learn about your mindset for your your body and all of the different things. She talks about the classes. I want you guys get in there and become disciples because there is so much work to do. First, fix and heal, not fix, heal you. You're not broken, just heal you. And I'm telling you, once you're healed, you have to dig deep and see the beauty of you. You are some sweet stuff. Tracy, thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. Thanks for having me, Ken. It is an honor. See, that was nice.